the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Tuesday. It's always an honor to share this time with you guys every night of the week, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time here on The Answer San Diego, whether you're listening in your car on the way home, on any of the different ways that people hear content these days, all the different apps, podcasts that I'm on. It's always an honor to share with you this time with you guys, especially on tough days like today. Because, you know, usually when you're going through hard times, you like to come together with those that are close to you. And, and uh, you know, com- there's comfort in gathering together. And we also know as Christians, we're two or more gathered that, that the Lord is there in the midst. And and uh, we lift up the families in Uvalde, Texas, those that have lost loved ones today and uh, those that are suffering and those who have not just lost lost loved ones but a community that is suffering and that is also fearful and sad so we the andre k show and those of us here definitely are praying today for the people of texas 888-344-1170 888-344-1170 we are not streaming live on uh, on the facebook page right now um we will resume that tomorrow um before I go any further into this topic, I got to bring in my guy. Every night of the week, he's here with me, and I'm especially glad to have him on a tough day like today. It's my buddy and yours, DJ Potato Skins. Hey, AK. It's uh, definitely a tough day, but we have to get the information out there and send up the prayers to those that have been affected. Yeah, and that's the first thing that we need to do. And quite frankly, that's the first thing and what should be the focus initially by everybody in response to this. How can we help? How can, you know, pray and then offer help if we're anywhere in the community down there, um, offer assistance here from San Diego. If there's anything we could do, if there's anybody that listens to the show out of Texas that has family down there affected, um, you know, now is the time for Americans to join together. And to rally together and see what help that we can offer our fellow Americans at, at any time of tragedy, whether it's involving a, a situation like this or whether it's a natural disaster, just any time that there is um, a situation, right, that, that um, that's a tragedy for those. But when, it's especially difficult when it involves children, when we know that the death toll, total today rises to 18 kids and three adults in this mass shooting and um the second thing that happens is the first thing that we do is and should do is is lift up our prayers and be thinking and praying for the loved ones. And then immediately I go to thinking about how, unfortunately, you then you start predicting how the vultures are going to react. 
And the vultures in this case, as is always the case when it comes to some kind of mass shooting or mass loss of life tragedy, the vultures are the politicians and the elected officials who seek to exploit these kinds of tragedies for power. And this is not new. And this happened today. There's probably family members right now that have yet to be notified of a loved one that was lost today. And we had, as predictable, unfortunately, as predictable as it was, we had the president of the United States go to the microphone and exploit these victims for power. Blaming the Republican Party, blaming the gun lobby, actually had the nerve to say, when in God's name are we going to push back or I'm, I'm paraphrasing when when are we going to you know hold the gun lobby accountable or when are we going to do something against the gun lobby we have no idea yet what the motivation was of this man and i'm not going to say his name one of the reasons why i'm not playing any clips tonight is this is some a position i've taken a long time ago is that i don't publicize the names of these uh d- these demonic evil there's not even a word strong enough for me to describe this puke this filth who went and did this today, and in part probably for the notoriety and the fame. So I'm not going to say his name here, okay? Um, We don't know the motivation behind the fact, and quite frankly, evil is evil to me, and I talked about this recently, that, you know, all murder is based upon hate. Whatever the perpetrator looks like, whatever the victims look like is immaterial to me. It's all hate and it's absolute evil. And equally evil to me is anybody that would exploit this kind of situation for power. To me, it piles on the victims because it, it, it sends a false message. It puts forth a lie that the gun lobby is responsible for what happened today. The Republican Party is responsible for what happened today. Your, your right to bear arms is responsible for, for what happened today. Therefore, if something that the Republican Party had done differently might have stopped this from happening. When we have no idea why this creep did this. We have no idea how we got all these guns. Supposedly, you got them legally. So what, you know, what gun law, but how many times, whether it's San Bernardino or whatever the situation is, you know, oftentimes, the majority of the times, especially every weekend in Chicago, you can see that the lives are taken uh, in in uh, violation of a gazillion gun laws on the books. In fact, there's never been a time where we had a shooting, including one uh, ones in Texas that spurred the red flag flag laws. We've never had a situation where somebody's been able to prove to me where an additional gun law would have stopped the perpetrator from committing the act. So I think it's incredibly disgusting that anybody would exploit this tragedy to start pushing politics when babies, people's babies, have barely been released to the families, let alone being buried. It's because those lives do not matter to the people pushing for that power. Right. We know that children's lives don't matter to these people. We know that they didn't. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to expand Roe v. Wade into the ability to chill, you know, kill. I mean, you kill a child in the birth canal just because you don't want the sex of it, right? I mean, you're looking at a second grader, which is what, six, seven years old? In California, Maryland, and other places, they wanted to pass laws that would allow, you know, we actually, I think we might have even played a clip on the show recently where, or this clip went viral of this woman saying a woman has a right to choose. What if it's a newborn? 
Uh, it's woman's right to choose. What if it's two years old? Woman's right to choose. I mean, basically, the position of the left is getting to where it's just at any point in which a mother wants to end that. And I'm not being hyperbolic. So uh, my point being is that that's one of the reasons why it's particularly ghoulish and gross for the the politicizing of this tragedy, because it's not as though the Democrats have a record right now of really caring about children's lives. In fact, we've got Dr. Carol Lieberman coming on here, noted as psychiatrist, and one of the topics we were going to discuss with her uh, was the psychological impact, the devastation that was going to to children under, under COVID. One of the comments that Biden made was, we have to do more. Who's we? Who's we? I didn't have anything to do with this person's life. I grew up around young men, teenage boys who had loaded, I've told this story many times, who came to school with loaded gun racks in the back that they used to go hunting and fishing. And not once did those guns ever pop off their gun rack and go in and start shooting up anybody. And not once did any boy in my entire childhood ever do that. We have a crime wave. Yes, we absolutely have a crime wave across this country. I didn't do that. What did? If we're going to be looking at we, let's look at the devaluing of of life in this country. Let's look at the removal of God in this country. Let's look at the destruction of the value system of this country and shredding that apart and replacing God with state. Let's look at the culture that we've degraded. If we're going to, if we're going to blame anybody, but personally, I have no idea who this person was. I'm not responsible for him. That's, and this whole collective thing, you know, of we have to do, but no, I'm not responsible for that. The left wants to push us into this, you know, and I know it may sound like I'm jumping all around. Why are you talking about Texas tragedy and talking about COVID? But, but because it's all a part of this it's move, all connected. it's all connected. They want to shift the culture in this country away from what it was founded on. And that's part of why we're suffering as a nation today in a variety of different ways. And the solution is never government controls. The solution is to actually restore the Judeo-Christian principles and values in which this country was founded. And it was never perfect. It was never without crime. But it certainly didn't have now. I think I mentioned I read a report a week or so ago before, you know, the shooting that took place in Buffalo that we had 202 mass shootings in this country 202 and of course it just hurts so much more when it's second and third and fourth graders oh my gosh just kills me but every life is precious in this country every life and that includes the pre-born and if we are going to do more then we need to all start caring about all life not just the ones that we uh, that we choose to pretend to care about in a moment because it's politically expedient. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's been on the show before. Uh, She is noted psychiatrist, does a lot of uh, TV work, has a very successful podcast and more. We're going to bring her on. We did not bring her on to talk about this. We didn't know this tragedy was going to happen, but we're going to pick her brain on this and other topics. So stay tuned for Dr. Carol Lieberman, America's psychiatrist. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Um, before we bring in uh, our special guest tonight, Dr. Carol Lieberman, America's psychiatrist, I wanted to make a couple of other points about uh, this Texas shooting um, when uh, Joe Biden said, uh, we have to do more, we need to turn pain into action. Well, there's a couple of things that we could do and it's, and should have been done at every school across the country after Parkland, and that was armed guards, armed guards protecting these children. 
And in fact, there were there were different places across this country that fought that as different locations tried to implement that policy. Another thing um, that that uh, they could do if you want to do something is you could you could stop. I, I There's differing reports about uh, this guy who did this as to whether or not what was known about him in advance. There's there's a disparate uh, reports on that. Uh, he, he in some articles, he was known. In many cases, they are known. Um, there is a reporting that his he, he did shoot his grandmother um, before going over to the school. So one of the things if you want to talk about doing something is instead of having 23 visits by the FBI uh, in advance of the Parkland shooting, start doing something with these people that are known. Um, and and that brings me into uh, my guest, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, she was here before to talk about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Uh, she is a just, like I said, she's America's psychiatrist, board certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist. She's got podcasts. She's all over the media. Um Initially, I had her on to talk about uh, the monkeypox and the new uh, pandemic, and we'll get into that in a moment, but I wanted to get her perspective as a psychiatrist on today's shooting. Hi, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for being here Hi. on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, I know that you obviously haven't had a chance to evaluate and psychologically da- examine the shooter, but tonight, uh, most people would tell you that the fault is of the gun lobby, not the shooter. <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. They jump on any kind of shooting to say it's the guns um, when really it's the people. And um, there is a pattern. You know, it's like it's not really um, it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, it's the same thing over and over again, which is a pattern of a dysfunctional family, um, some kind of mental illness. Um, uh, the child, well, you know, when it's a young person, the child being um, bullied at school or isolated at school, um, also watching, being addicted to violent video games, and then um, having some kind of trigger, and yes, having access to some kind of weapon, Mm -hmm. but that's, you know, that's just how, I mean, they would find a weapon one way or the other. And there's a new uh, phenomenon now, that um, this has been used to talk about um, uh, terrorists, radical Islamist terrorists in the UK called bedroom terrorists. Hmm. Now, it can, apply to, um, it can apply to the Buffalo shooter. It can actually apply to, you know, looking back to the Michigan school shooter and, of course, to today's shooter. And, I mean, there, yes, as you were saying, there really isn't um, very much known yet about today's shooter, but... Um, but I would, I would bet that, you know, just like Columbine, even, we knew with Columbine school shooters, you know, that they were addicted to the video games and so on and fit the other criteria. And um, so Excuse me for interrupting. Late- I'm, I'm glad you brought up Columbine because one of the things I'm also seeing a pattern of is um, the fact that the families, like the Sandy Hook shooter buried in his basement, addicted to these video games, and had a, a lot of access to guns by the mother. Same thing, Columbine. Yes. I never believed that the parents had no idea that the that you know they they were making bombs in the garage. There, there's there's issues with the families in which they are overlooking yes. the obvious red flags going on with these family members. Yes, absolutely. Um, so to you know, for the the uh, we do know a uh, fair amount about the Buffalo shooter. <laughs> Excuse me, because not only did he do a manifesto, but he did a diary, 
And um, we know that he was literally a bedroom terrorist in a sense. So what that means is, um, you know, during COVID, when everyone had much more time on their hands, a lot of people, especially young people, uh, spent that time playing violent video games. And when they, you know, when now they're out, I mean, I said this before, um, that there, we are going to see a rash of school shooters and or mass shooters uh, mm-hmm. because they have been practicing for two years on their violent video games. And so, you know, the, the, the Buffalo shooter, I mean, he was doing lots of things in his bedroom besides playing video games. He, was bu- he bought all the stuff that he needed, the weapons and the, the uh, outfit and, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and he had them delivered to his parents' home, and they were in his bedroom. I mean, the parents obviously turned their back. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, he wrote in his diary about his cat was the only person who – the cat spent the most time with him during the past seven years of anybody. He felt wow. totally neglected by his family, and he was. Um, and, you know, this is uh, – yes, I mean, it starts at home. Uh, really, it starts with parents being more attentive to how their child is feeling, what the child is doing. You know, the, did you know about the Buffalo shooter um, chopped off the head of a cat? Well, I, I, I'm not surprised because um, uh, cruelty to animals is typically a real yeah. uh, an obvious red flag and yeah. has been a part of um, a pathology with mass shooters or serial killers for, for yes. many, many years. And one of the things that I think that we can, and, and it's, and it's easy for people to, particularly when emotions are high after a tragedy like this, Dr. Carol Lieberman to think, yes, we've got to do something. Let's ban guns. And it's just, there, that's the emotion of the moment when the reality right. is, is I think it's a very complex problem that got America to this point, And it, it involves a, a variety of different things. It, it involves, Um, Most recently, the isolation with COVID for decades, the dissolution of the family and the attack on the family. How many of these shooters uh, don't have a father in the home and don't have a a father figure? Right. Um, We don't really know the case with this kid. Evidently, he lived with his grandmother. Right. Um, Our culture is not the one anymore that is about. Um, you know, I grew up in the South and I still say, yes, ma'am. No, no, ma'am. Right. I mean, so, Mm -hmm. you know, our culture has shifted. We devalue life in this culture. We devalue each other. We now have a comedian can't even stand up on a stage anymore right now and do an act without being assaulted. Our culture has shifted, hasn't it? Yes. And the perpetrator not getting any jail time or, you know, he got, he got off. Uh, It's yes. It's this, so many things are changing. I mean, the idea of not having to take responsibility mm-hmm. for what you do. And, um, that, and that your emotions, that because you possess an emotion, you therefore are entitled to act on it however you choose. Children aren't raised and haven't been for decades now to, to regulate their emotions. They feel yeah. entitled. Uh, kids are being taught in schools and in colleges and universities that whatever feeling they have entitles them to do whatever they want to do with it. And that even yeah. translates into this transgenderism. I mean, we've just yeah. gone off the rails as a society. and But the immediate knee-jerk reaction is... Is, well, let's just, you know, ban the Second Amendment, and that's not going to solve the problem. No, absolutely not. And yes, you know, these things, not only is it that the family isn't paying enough attention to children and to their emotional needs and to their, um, you know, what they're doing, and uh, but we're, we're sending kids to schools where they're being taught things that totally 
um, you know, make them crazy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily give them schizophrenia or panic depression <laughs> illness or whatever. But <laughs> we, we know what you mean. <laughs> but, you know, um, confuse them at a, starting in elementary school with CRT, with talk, telling them that they're trans, um, giving them hormones and all these other things behind parents' back. And, of course, this is part of the, the uh, agenda, the left's agenda, to take kids away from their parents, to get kids to, to be more, um, to be involved in a cult, essentially, um, you know, of trans and, and uh, not being the gender that you were born with and, and so on. And, and then, so it makes it even harder for them to do all of these other things, to understand how to be in life and to have, a, to have hope for a future. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've taken away their future. There are so many things going on in the world. Um, you hit on something really important, hope. Hope has, yeah. was, has been taken away from children for decades, whether it was taken away from them by telling them that America is evil and they can't achieve anything in this yeah. country because capitalism is evil. Then you get yeah. into CRT where you're telling white, you know, white kids that they're evil because they're fundamentally racist or minority kids can't achieve anything. Um, when you don't, when you t- deny them God or that there's a higher power, that you know, God, the belief in in something bigger than yourself is 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 an area for hope and a, and a place that provides hope and inspiration. Yeah. When you remove hope from children for a future, you 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 leave them in an impossible emotional state, and then you add in COVID, like you talked about. There's reports coming out today. Um, This was an article from Newsmax today about how U.S. hospitals are overwhelmed with teens in a mental health crisis. And we don't have enough places for them in hospitals, but sticking them into hospitals and just boarding them up in hospitals when they have suicidal ideation and beyond isn't necessarily the solution. They're just now taken from their home where they've been feeling isolated from their friends or whatever. Um, And even if they're back in school, I mean, still the damage was done to their psyches. So then shoving them into into these hospitals isn't the solution. And we have we literally have a mental health crisis going on with our teens and our kids. And here comes monkeypox. (laughs) That's right. Right. Um, Yes, it is just too much, even for adults. But it's really too much for kids because this is a time when they're supposed to be. thinking of their future, you know, think about it. Freud said to love and to work, those are the cornerstones of what human beings um, want to do. And um, we've taken away to work because, you know, I mean, especially we have uh, Harry there telling people, telling the millennials, quit your job. You don't have to work. Think of your mental health. It's better to not work, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and to love, you know, we're, we're confusing them about sex and love and um, taking them away from from uh, you know the the foundation of our country, taking them away from values, traditional values, American values, and so kids are lost, and so there's nothing to to plan, you know, um, nothing to look forward to between Putin, you know, threatening mm. nuclear war, to um, all now to monkeypox. I mean, that's going to be the thing, isn't it? Interesting that monkeypox is coming out. Not long before the uh, midterm elections. What a coincidence! So we're, <laughs> yes, so we're going to have to have. That's going to be the excuse for paper ballots, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 robbing, stealing the election. 
um, as well as possibly uh, an excuse for more lockdowns and and more vaccines, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In fact, San Diego. Yeah. In fact, excuse me for interrupting, Dr. Carol Lieberman. San Diego County is already planning to try to push to bring the mask back in schools. And the FDA today approved the monkeypox vaccine by Pfizer's uh, affiliate company, SIG. So, yeah, you know, yeah, enter the next phase of the continued pandemic. And there's 154 cases around the world, and they're already planning the next phase of keeping us under control. Yes, exactly. That's what this is all about. That is scarier than monkeypox itself. Well, yeah, yeah, particularly since this is from the same company that hid and tried to hide for 75 years the truth about how it's, uh, how it conducted its trials, if you can call it that, yeah. and how they hid their um, the injuries as well as the deaths. And yeah, that's who now yeah. got approved today for another shot on us uh, on the basis of 154 uh, cases around the world. And by the way, um, they're, they're not widely making it known that this monkeypox is, is being spread right now through uh, gay sex. Well, you know, they have talked about that. There were two raves in Europe. Um, Spain and Belgium, mm-hmm. where it seems like, you know, things spread out from there. I mean, uh, normally monkeypox has been confined to Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, so somebody, you know, went to Nigeria and um, then came to Europe. And but but it's not really just a disease um, of gay men or bisexual men. It's not just a disease of having sex with men. I mean, it's spread primarily with skin uh, to skin contact. But well, I think it's just, off. I think it's, excuse me for interrupting, I think the reason why that seems to be how it's spread right now is it's just not easy to get, and you have to have really close contact with an individual with this, versus, the, and I yeah. think, the, and that's my point, is that they're trying to couch it as though anybody can get it and give it, right? When it's not that easy to to get it and give it, is my point. And that was one of the things yeah. that they did with COVID, was they tried to couch it as though, uh, anybody could, everybody had an equal chance of getting it and dying from it. And that wasn't true. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I think it's a little dangerous. I don't want people to think that um, if, you, if you're not having sex with a man, then chances are you're not going to get Good it. Good point. It really is, Good point. It really is, um, you know, skin to skin contact with any sex. And, right. Uh, and also, and also, of course, uh, it could be spread by coughs and sneezes. And, you know, that's their excuse for masks. But the, the positive thing is that it's a heavier virus, and so it wouldn't spread in, as an aerosol like um, COVID did. So okay. it, it doesn't go as far as, as COVID droplets do. Okay. All good to know. Good to know. Um, but there's no reason right now to wrap this up for them to be pushing um, we, we, the world. We're actually got going to be covering the World Economic Forum and what's happening over there right now. And if you listen to them... Um, you know, the, the, the plan is, and it, through COVID as well as monkeypox, is this is the excuse to get us all globally under submission yeah. to the World Health Organization. And we know that the Biden administration has already put forth amendments to the World Health Organization to give them control over our lives. And that's why yeah. we need the American people to, to be pushing back against this and so that we don't continue to fall prey to a communist Marxist organization that's just trying to use fear and panic to be able to control yeah. us. Absolutely. That's what it is. Well, Dr. Carol Lieberman, I thank you so much for being here. I know you've got multiple podcasts. Tell everybody how they can find you. Well, um, one place is Terrorist 
terracetherapist.com. <laughs> I love that title, um, Terrace Therapist. Another website is expertwitnessforensicpsychiatrist.com. And then, of course, they can always go to my Twitter feed where I look up something. The first thing I do in the morning is read the news and find the, mo- the thing that makes me the most outraged, and I post tweet about it. <laughs> well, I wish that I, I had time to chat with you about this, how things are wrapping up on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial because it's been quite fascinating uh, today and yesterday. So uh, maybe we'll have you back yeah. next week, maybe to to after they they have closing arguments. I believe this Friday. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe you can come back and, and give us your breakdown of how things wrapped up on that trial. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All right. Now y'all stay tuned because speaking of the World Health. Oregon Forum and the World Health Organization. Way do y'all get a load of what they plan to do to help you fight climate change using your body? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So tonight is Tuesday, primary night in five states. The biggest one everybody's looking at right now is Georgia. So we're going to share with you, we're going to let more of the results come in and then share with you um, what we think might be um, some good, great news coming out of Georgia and then some not great news, which is not, however, it's not the tragedy uh, that people are making it out to be in terms of uh, Trump. But we're going to share that with you. Why Why get into that now if we're still waiting for some results? So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, let's talk about the World Economic Forum and what's going on across across the pond, as the left would say. Before the break, we were talking to the terrorist therapist. I love that title, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Can't wait to have her back to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I may talk about that next hour just because there's some really fascinating, interesting things to go to go to talk about. But um, we've got some really important stuff, um, more important stuff to be talking about right now. So the powers that be, and I mean that literally, the powers that be, um, particularly if the if the amendments get signed into um, law, basically, with the World Health Organization. And that's a real possibility. That's a real possibility. The powers that be, all the bigs and the elites, the global elitists, including the guy who's really running America in many ways because he funds the World Health Organization and... Um, between them and the CDC and a whole lot of other stuff. Bill Gates is over there. And uh, they've all flown over there to Davos, by the way. Um, and any uh, independent journalist that tries to get in, they're not allowed. Right. Why? Or they're going to be bullied outside the scenes. Because, yeah, uh, we reported last night, Jack Posobiec Poso um, was detained and roughed up. And uh, they uh, threatened to intimidate him. And he's over there to do more research on the Great Reset. So um, according to Western Journal, the global oligarchs and CEOs, they arrived um, over the weekend. Uh, This is the first time that the World Economic Forum has been held in three years. Um, And so um, if you're not familiar with Davos, and I didn't know this, it is the Swiss luxury uh, ski resort. Because, of course, the globalists, you think they're going to rough it at a Motel 6? Are you kidding me? There are bathrooms at this ski resort are probably bigger than any home you've ever lived in, you little peons. And they all probably flew in in jets. Of course. And they're private jets. Please. There's probably more servants on these jets uh, than your kids have in a school classroom, right? I mean, what's the ratio? Five servants on these jets for every one person in the in the upper class mega, the mega wealthy, they're in their private jets, right? 
So they're all over there, though, to talk about how they can save us from this climate change that's going on over there right now, which is just going to destroy the world. And one of the ways, um, they, one of the people that was over there I hadn't heard about before, a guy named Michael Evans, uh, because this whole thing has been, there's two themes going on over there. Let me, just, let me just narrow it down for you. Two things going on over there. Perpetuating the nonsense and the lie that climate change... Well, they shifted it. They, they, they tried to shift recently to say the greatest threat to the United States is white supremacy. Of course, now over there, they got to shift it and say the greatest threat to us is climate change, right? Which they had to change from global warming because that didn't really pan out for them. So um, they're over there patting themselves on the back and like Joe Biden patting themselves on the back and John Kerry over there representing us for the fact that we're all suffering right now with $6 and $7 a gallon of gas, which has to necessarily happen, according to them over there, in order for them to save our world. And you think about the hypocrisy going on as they're flying over there in their private jets talking about how you have to necessarily suffer or there has to necessarily be suffering to save the planet. They're not going to suffer. They won't even bother to fly commercial. This guy, Michael Evans, who's the Canadian CEO of Chinese communist-owned Alibaba. Really? You had to name your company Alibaba? Bragged about the development of an individual carbon footprint tracker. So not only are they not going to suffer, Not only are they over there hypocritically flying over there in their private jets and staying at a ski resort where literally their bathrooms are probably bigger than any home you and your family of six are living in. They're plotting how they can use you and your body to save the world. I want to play this clip for in which Alibaba Group President boasts about how you can save the world by minimizing your carbon footprint. We're developing through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Sounds great, right? To the average little socialist. Sign me. No, don't sign me. Oh, well, but you know what? You think about these little, you think about these little, um, sophomores at Berkeley College. Oh, yes. Yes. How can I move into my little tiny house that's 199 square feet and track and eat my bio generated meat in a lab paid by Bill Gates and track my carbon footprint so I can save the world? Please tell me how to do that, Mr. Man who flies over in a private jet. Of course not. Of course not. But here's the other side that they don't get. These little, these, these little um, stooges or what, um, was it Stalin who referred to them as the useful idiots? These are the ones that just go along with all this kind of nonsense, you know, because it just, oh, it just sounds so great, right? They're the first to be lined up and shot, according to somebody who was a part of the KGB. But how was this footprint tracker going to be used against you? Of course it's going to be used against you. You think it's you going to be tracking yourself and your movements? I think it was this. Well, that's the way they want it to sound. Well, right. It sounds so benign, right? It's just a way I have for it on you. My phone. Right. It's just a way for you to track yourself, right? Come on now. They're over there plotting right now. In fact, one of them, I'm not sure if it was this Evans guy. I couldn't find the clip today. It's probably been scrubbed from the internet in which he talked about how you would take um, a pill that would enable you to be uh, to have to be surveilled. The plan is 
for you to be surveilled. The plan is through COVID and, and this the plan was always one world government with control over us. But man, COVID just really ramped it up and made it possible for them to just quickly within a matter of a couple of years have technology not just available to track you and control you, but have citizenry around the world being dumb enough to line up for it. Being dumb enough- did they have the technology and COVID just gave them the means to do it? Well, they've had the technology. They've had the technology. Yeah, they've, they, they, and they've known for a while that they wanted to do this. Because, because really what they, what they want to do around the world is what China's already been doing, where their citizens are on a digital footprint and everything that they do is tracked and recorded. And before they can buy a pack of gum in a store, they have to, they have to be scanned and rated. And only then, based upon their social – because this is what it's about. Oh, wait, you're conservative? No, no gum for you. It has to do – yeah, you're, everything about your life will be evaluated. And your social credit score will be, how are you doing? Just like the businesses that are evaluated environmental, social, and and governance, your individual will be. And your carbon footprint and how you track and what you eat and how big of a footprint is is going to be tracked. And your ability to buy food, your ability to move around the, the, the country, your ability to get an education, your ability to get medical care, your ability to get anything will be based upon the elites who flew over in private jets, who were billionaires, who um, spew more carbon, uh, you know, it's, it's the Al Gore's of the world are going to be the one evaluating you and deciding whether or not you're allowed to eat and whether or not you're allowed to feed your kids. That's what's going on here. It's not operational yet. This just hit me. And it's somewhere down the line. We all know it. Uh, what if this comes in the form of a chip? Well, they're already talking about that. I mean, we've already got nations around the country that already have chips available. And that's one of the things I asked about recently on the show. Would you be willing to? Um, because it makes it easy, right? There's a, a couple of countries around the world that already have that available. And some people are already lining up for it. Because And, and you look at these people that I just get behind in the grocery store. Do you have Apple Pay? They just can't wait to do everything digitally. It just sounds so cool. And I'm thinking, how dumb are you? But they rely on people not being able to think a, a second or third or a fourth step down the road. But they are, and we're going to take a break. We come back. You're going to hear, hear Bill Gates's plan and how they're, how they're already thinking down the road if you're not. And he's thinking so far down the road. He's got a plan for entire nations and what he can have done in a matter of 30 days. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So the World Economic Forum is happening over there, and they're just all uh, just uh, just sitting around eating their caviar. What is it that rich people eat? Caviar. I, I No, I, I can I, taste it. <laughs> I imagine it's it's something nasty like sushi. Right, some something expensive yet nasty. They ain't sitting around eating nothing yummy like I like, well, like a, a cheeseburger. Right? They think they're too Fried good. Chicken, for che- some tacos. They ain't sitting around eating no carne asada tacos. Right? So whatever they're sitting around, they're eating, being fed by people in masks while they sit around. You know, um, yeah, uh, patting themselves on the back. They're plotting uh, how they're going to take over the world. Literally, that's what this is about: the Great Reset. And um, there's there's. No other, no greater central character to this than Bill Gates, who has been, um, he has funded uh, so much of the 
I think he's the chief uh, financial dude behind the World Health Organization. He has bought up so much of our farmland. He's the one behind so much of this bio-designed meat. Uh, Funny how right before the baby formula shortage, he invested in bio-milk, M-I-L-Q. He is is central to the New World Order and the Great Reset. Um, And here's what he had to say. Um, You know, before earlier in the show, we were talking to Dr. Carol Lieberman about a pandemic and how they this has always been about uh, control over us. And that's why we've got to continue sounding the the alarm about the World Health Organization getting control over our sovereignty. They uh, when you listen to what Bill Gates had to say today, it's already done. It's a done deal. And here's how they plan to implement it. People always talk about, oh, let's help countries do better. Yeah, we should help countries do better. But a lot of the pandemic risks are in countries when the next several decades will not have that local capacity. So you have to have global capacity. If you're serious about pandemics, you have to have global capacity that can come in and do those things. Um, you know, so we see, we see that a lot. You know, we're lucky if this had been 10 years ago, uh, some of these vaccine technologies did not exist. If it comes 10 years from now, we should have far, far better diagnostic technology. That is, be able to scale up every country within a month uh, to diagnose their entire population. Let that sink in. It, it, first of all, it's hard to listen to because you listen to him speaking. You think, how in the world did the man ever make a buck? Right. He's certainly he's certainly not you know articulate by any means. He doesn't come across as, as intelligent. I don't know how he got to where he is, to be honest. But he's talking about globally having the technology to be able to diagnose entire populations in the course of a month. And he's not just talking about small countries, the entire world. They cannot do that without having complete control over every aspect of your life and digitally. That's the plan. Oh, digitally, we were talking about the other night, how they can see with technology under your skin. Right. The pill. We need to, we we need to, did we play that clip the other night? We need to see if we can find, I don't think we found the clip. I think we heard about it. I think it might've been scrubbed. We're going to continue to try to try to find that clip. Um, um, it's only Tuesday and I'm already exhausted. Um, but yeah, that one of the guys from the World Economic Forum talked about uh, pills that we we need to be able to see what's going on and you know um, and control people. I'm paraphrasing. How did he put it? We need to be able to see what's happening under your skin. Under your skin. Why do they need to see what's happening under our skin? They don't. This is about control. This is about control. Going back a year, about at least a year uh, with these shots. I think it was Dr. Michael Yader who had been with Pfizer for many, many years. He said that what's going on with these shots as it's about, um, it's about getting, getting the American people conditioned and eventually it will go to where um, they will go from computer right into your arm with no trials. And that's what happened with the monkeypox, this new monkeypox FDA, not even a trial. FDA approved a new monkeypox vaccine today. With no trial whatsoever. The global control is, is, is almost upon us. We're going to continue the discussion. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show on its way. Don't go anywhere. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.